Cats podcast. Ready? Let's go. Welcome to the Community Cats podcast. I am your host, Stacey LeBaron. I have been involved helping homeless cats for over 20 years with the Merrimack River Feline Rescue Society. The goal of this podcast is to expose you to amazing people who are improving the lives of cats. I hope these interviews will help you learn how you can turn your passion for cats into action. Today, we are speaking with Emma Clifford. Emma joins us on the show for a second time. She's from Animal Balance, and she was previously on episode number 96. So if you didn't catch that episode, you can feel free to go to the communitycatspodcast.com, go to our search bar, and you can either search the number 96 or her name, Emma Clifford, and you'll be able to find out all about her background and how she got involved in all of that. But today, we're going to be playing some catch-up with Emma because Emma's been traveling all around and spaying and neutering cats and dogs galore. And so, Emma, you just came back from the Galapagos Islands and at Animal Balance. Can you tell us a little bit about the work that you've been doing there and what you did on your most recent trip? Yes, absolutely. So, first of all, thank you so much for inviting me for a second time onto the show. It's wonderful to be here with you and to and to share our experiences of helping cats around the world. Thank you for the invite. Yes, we just got back from the Galapagos Islands, um, where we had partnered with Alley Cat Allies and had um, shipped down the traps and the transfer cages about three months ago to the islands to make sure that they arrived before our team arrived. We had a very successful community-based sterilization program for cats with um, the local organizations who are mandated to protect the Galapagos Islands. And the, the short name for them is ABG. So I'll refer to them as ABG. And so they are the protectors of biodiversity and security for the Galapagos Islands, which essentially means that they have to protect all species on island. And um, when it comes to non-native species such as cats, in the past, they had been killed. 13 years ago, Animal Balance started working with ABG to create a humane program instead. And it's been incredibly successful. Um, we worked with dogs and cats actually for the last 13 years. But this program was primarily for cats. And this is the first time we'd organized a cat program for the Galapagos. Um, the dog population is under control, um, thanks to the authorities and to all the hard work of our volunteers over the years. And as in most places, when we get the dog population under control, you tend to see the cat population become more apparent. And that's exactly what happened on the Galapagos. So ABG had asked us for our help and we said, absolutely. We partnered with Alley Cat Allies and um, we went down to the islands at the beginning of December. And I have to tell you, when I first arrived, it was it was an amazing, uh, it was just, I mean, the Galapagos blow me away every single time. It doesn't matter that I've been there lots of times. Every single time um, I'm humbled by the islands, by the people, um, by the work that people are doing there to protect all species. It's just incredible and so inspiring. So we were very, very fortunate to be working um, with ABG and the um, amazing folks in the community there to do the sterilization program. And we walked in and the old building that used to be just a just a shed, basically, they had turned into a spay and neuter clinic. Oh, that's beautiful. <laughs> yes, I had done a doodle, really, just done a doodle a couple, about a couple of years ago and suggested that with how a spay and neuter clinic would look if, if they wanted to build one. Well, they didn't tell me, but they went ahead and built the clinic and uh, as a surprise, uh, <laughs> us. so when we got there, there was a full spay-neuter clinic with four rooms, just as we described it. 
and um, and the traps had arrived were in containers for us to 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 um, to you know to put together and, and to show people how to use. But quite an extraordinary to to walk in after 13 years and um, talking about having a spay neuter clinic and there was one. They built it for us. It was a great surprise. Of course, we all cried. <laughs> I'm sure that's amazing. I mean, I, I you know you see the commercials where people have like a bow on the car. I mean, it sounds yes. like they almost like had a bow on the clinic for you. Exactly. <laughs> It was very difficult to keep the surprise, I think. <laughs> so we went ahead and, and what we did this time was we did um, a training in how to use um, the humane traps. We actually work with True Catch. Um, we find that their traps are, um, uh, they last longer when you're working on islands um, because of the salty air and, you know, they've been coated. So, and they're quieter as well than the other traps. So we use the True Catch um, traps. We had just 30 this time because we just wanted to see um, if people that work for ABG we're going to get behind the trapping part. Were they going to get the trapping bug? And if we could entice them to get the trapping bug, we knew this program was going to be successful. So um, it started out with my, me giving um, a presentation to um, the ABG staff about what a trap is and how we use traps to do TNR, explaining the basic premise of how to how to trap. And everybody was fascinated. The room was packed. I had, you know, I had this very small room. There's 20 people in there, and we were everybody was asking extremely good questions about what do you do if there's one cat that you cannot catch. What is a box trap? What is this? And they were asking fantastic questions. Um, so we had a really good session talking with the ABG staff about how one does targeted trap neuter and release. Although on the Galapagos, we call it community-based sterilization program um, because it's, it's, it's better to, um, to use that terminology when we're working in a, um, a habitat area that's so sensitive, probably the most sensitive on the planet. And so we did the training and um, everybody was a little bit curious and, and wanting to go, to go out and trap with us. So we split the ABG crew into teams and went out each, each evening. And honestly, within a day, within one evening, um, they had kind of taken over from us. Mm-hmm. <laughs> they were trapping. Once we've explained exactly how one sets a trap, how, how you desensitize cats, etc., they were going from house to house and they were setting up traps to desensitize the cats. They were showing the people. They were explaining why they shouldn't feed them. Um, and they took over very, very, very quickly and made it theirs. And I could, we couldn't be more impressed with the ABG staff. They did fantastically well. Each morning when we, the medical team would come in to sterilize the cats, you know, all the 30 traps pretty much every day were full um, and sometimes a couple of cats in one. <laughs> so they did an extraordinary job and they really did get that trapping bug um, that we all know so well. And now we're going to actually what we did by the end of the um, we were only there for a week. So by the end of the week, we had decided that it was going to be such a successful program locally with the community because they were engaged, too. They were part of it, of course, because they have to be. And the, the ABG folks really, really enjoyed trapping we decided that this program was going to work extremely well. And so we signed a contract with ABG to do a five-year program for cats um, for a community-based sterilization program for cats, which will now be funded by, um, partly funded by Alley Cat Allies. Wow, that's tremendous. Yeah, we couldn't have asked for better results to walk in and have a spay neuter clinic there that we yeah. have been dreaming about for so long. And then to, to have the ABG staff really pick up the whole trapping um uh, philosophy immediately and understand and want to you know want to grow the program as well because by the time we left we're like we need more traps <laughs> right. we want more 30 is not enough get us more traps so um yeah it's 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 going to work and it's going to work extremely well and even you know it's the most sensitive habitat on the planet and there we go we've got all the authorities and the ngos working together 
bringing in the right resources, getting people excited to do this for the right reasons, and us all working together to, you know, to save all species um, and not be promoting cats or not be promoting another species um, or be against cats. It's all of us working together because we, you know, we understand that it's going to take all of us to be able to um, humanely reduce the cat population on the Galapagos Islands with working with the community. And then, um, you know, uh, fostering responsible um, pet care if the cats are you know, living in the homes. Most of the cats are indoor, outdoor there. And then basically um, working with the authorities to ensure that it's a concrete program that will you know, see the test of time. So we couldn't be more pleased with the results, actually. Right. So the role that you're taking now is more an advisor role to them as they're operating this clinic on the island? Actually, the way that it's going to work is that we're still going to be um, going down probably, we want to go at least three or four times a year now. We're going to bump it up because to do the numbers, we need to be able to have the high volume spay neuter vets on the ground and, and, and work with ABG who will be doing the trapping. We really very much want to um, ensure that the program is a, is, a, is a success and that we have really good data mm-hmm. as well. So our role will be to, um, to set up the data collection um, and that will be data collection on native and non-native species in the municipal areas. And this um, information will be golden, of course, because this will be able to show that the the native species um, are able to survive because of the community-based sterilization program for cats on the Galapagos. And that will be incredible evidence for us to share globally um, for other people to use that might be having um, conflicts with their local community um, or authorities to do community-based sterilization programs in sensitive habitat areas. So that's what we're looking to do is to gather that data so that we can um, use that globally um, to help all species. Our input will be to get the right equipment on the ground. So that means the traps and the cages and the gloves, and also to encourage and foster a community network of trappers locally. This was this first trip was more of a, a show and tell. Mm. And the next will be more kind of, you know, um, bringing the community together, saying, okay, who wants to do the trapping? Who wants to, is anybody able to transport the cats? Is anybody able to do the recovery afterwards? You know, the usual things that we do in our, in when we're creating a, a community network to, to protect the to protect the cats in the community. And so that will be the next phase. And um, that's very exciting that we're involved in this. And the other part that um, ABG, the protectors, um, asked us to, um, to do was to kind of be the gatekeepers for any other organizations around the world that do want to help on the Galapagos to ensure that the standards of care and the veterinary protocols that are used and the trapping protocol use are used are top notch and they're all the same. So we're going to standardize everything on the Galapagos so that everybody's tipping, you know, the left ear instead of people doing some doing the right, some doing the left and some not doing any at all. We're going to make sure that it's all standardized and that um, the ABG are kind of acting as the animal control, if you like, for this program. So there are other private practices on the island or there are other clinics that could be assisting with the cats? Very, very few. Um, there's one private practice, but it's more of a shop, um, and he sells, you know, um, veterinary wellness medicines to the community. Yeah. And then there's another organization called Darwin Animal Doctors. It's an NGO that provides wellness and sometimes does spay neuter as well in conjunction with ABG. But it's more of a wellness situation, which is, you know, that's very much needed as well on the islands to provide wellness to, to, to pets on island. And, but ABG will be the ones that will be leading the um, the humane population control of the, of the cats, whether they're commu- you know, community cats, whether they be indoor, outdoor or anywhere. They will be leading the charge for that. Are you swamped with miscellaneous papers and notebooks with details about the cats in your colonies? It's hard to keep track of all the details. Do you get a headache whenever your TNR coordinator asks you for paperwork that they need for their program? 
CatStats is the ultimate TNR program management tool that will reduce your stress. Set up your own online cat colony database and track colonies and caretakers in your service area. Mapping and automated requests for help are also featured. Designed by neighborhood cats, CatStats is available at no cost to animal welfare organizations. CatStats has an easy-to-use interface, and all of the information is protected and private. We want to help you spend less time on paperwork and more time helping cats. Check out this free tool at catstats.org, C-A-T-S-T-A-T-S dot O-R-G, brought to you by Neighborhood Cats. <coughs> Do you need help finalizing your goals for 2017? Check out the Community Cats podcast, Goals Tip Sheet. This short and easy sheet will help you put down your goals for 2017 on one easy page. The best way to succeed at goals is by seeing them regularly. Post these goals above your desk, on the fridge, or even in the car. Go to www.communitycatspodcast.com slash reach dash goals dash 2017 backslash. Thank you. You've talked a bit about buying all these supplies and still bringing a lot of staff down there three or four times a year. My sense is you would be targeting to do several hundred cats at each visit or even maybe more than that. I'm not sure. That's got to cost a lot of money. Um, how are there ways to donate or, you know, even is there an estimate of like how much does it cost to do a whole week of this? Okay, that's a great question, and um, thank you for asking it. So we try to um, we aim to buy 500 surgeries worth of supplies each time that we go to the Galapagos. Our teams are somewhere between 12 and 14 people, and we each carry in our maximum of two bags of 50 pounds worth of gear. Um, we take it all in. <laughs> we take it all in. We can ship the traps and we can ship the um, transfer cages, but otherwise we um, pack everything in, and all our volunteers are expected to carry carry that amount into the Galapagos. Sometimes we can get fluids and heavier items locally, but not very often. Sometimes we were actually even carrying in the fluids this time. So we're looking for, for support to do this um, financially because um, it costs us about $15 per cat um, to do this. Uh, Galapagos is, you know, there's a few more expenses associated with the Galapagos because of its remoteness, etc. cetera. A uh, wonderful way for people to help us do this and to make this a success is by becoming um, a monthly donor, a recurring donor to animal balance and it's very easy to do just go on the website and just sign up i mean even if it was a dollar a month that would that would help us so much and not only does it help in terms of people donating each month i can then turn around and show a report to a potential foundation who might want to fund us and say look at all these people that are supporting us and they're from the community around the world that want this program to happen and then they're more likely to, to you know to grant us a grant and to give us a grant um, to be able to help with this so all of the donations that we get they're not only just serving one purpose they can also serve multiple purposes when we're when we're fundraising and um, yes the Galapagos program is expensive but I don't think you can put a dollar figure on managing humanely managing all species on the Galapagos Islands and proving that it works I mean there is no dollar figure to that right it's it's such an important thing for for us all to do that it's a worthwhile investment Yes, definitely. I mean, here you are in a, a very fragile environment with with lots of different species. And by having this program there in a very positive way, it's going to be a benchmark program for locations around the world. 
I truly believe so, absolutely. And um, I think the impact of this program is enormous globally. It's a complicated program because it's the Galapagos and all the permissions that are necessary, but because we've done so much work on the Galapagos already up to this point, we've created wonderful relationships with ABG, the Park Service, um, the Charles Darwin Center, and all the main entities that touch animals and make decisions on animals on, on the Galapagos Islands. I believe because of that legacy, because of that, you know, well over a decade of work, we're able now to be in a position where we can help all species and we can do community-based sterilization program for cats that we could never have done um, 13 years ago. It's taken that work, it's taken those relationship building exercises, and it's taken us going back multiple times um, and really digging in to be able to get to this point now where we can do a community-based sterilization program for cats for the next five years and not only do that, but also record all the inf all the data on the um, native and non-native populations to prove this once and for all that it does work and it does work on any habitat area. Right, right. So let's move on. You were mentioning in the pre-interview conversation that you've got some exciting news about some work in Hawaii. Can you fill us in on that? Yes, absolutely. So um, Hawaii does, you know, faces some similar problems and some similar conflict, shall we say, between the species over on, on the Hawaiian islands. And we're very much hoping that the work we're doing on the Galapagos with the park service will connect with the park services over on the Hawaiian islands. Um, but currently we're working with um, the Humane Society on the Big Island and over on Molokai and the NGOs that um, are on those islands that work to help cats. Um, we're going to be creating large-scale TNR projects um, with the local communities there. Um, utilizing the local TNR groups to do the trapping because, as we all know, it's much um, safer, better, easier, politically more acceptable for people that live in the areas to trap in those areas. It can get a little, it can raise some flags when we bring in people from perhaps from the outside to go into those areas to do the trapping. It's always better to use the local groups. And then the local groups also know the people, they know the cats, etc. So um, we're going to work together with the local trap, neuter, and release groups on, on the islands to do um, to do the trapping and to target it and working with the Humane Society to figure out where should we target. You know, we look at the um, the impound rate for cats and find out where the, the highest number are coming from and based on the zip code. And then we turn around and focus that um, on that area as our hotspot area and work with the local groups to do the intense trapping. One of the biggest barriers out on Hawaii and, and probably one of the main reasons why the populations have escalated so quickly is because there's not a lot, there's not very many um, trained high volume, high quality spay-neuter veterinarians over there for whatever reason. And um, it's and to be able to work as a veterinarian on Hawaii independently, you have to have the Hawaii veterinary license and then you have to have another layer of licensing and that's called the NED license and that allows you to handle controlled drugs. So it's a big barrier for off-island veterinarians, spay-neuter veterinarians to come in because they need to have all of this um, documentation to be able to operate you know, um, remotely or mobile. For the last few years, we've been working under the um, medical director's um, license of the humane societies, but we recognize that we now need to move out of the car parks of the humane <laughs> societies and get into the communities where the cats are. Otherwise, you spend an inordinate amount of money on transport, and that's not the best for the cats either. So we need to go to the cats. And um, so to be able to do that, um, we had to have, we, we wrote a grant to Petco, and they kindly um, gave us a grant to get five of our um, high volume spay neuter animal balance veterinarians um, licensed with the Hawaiian vet, uh, with the Hawaii license and the NED. 
That then allows us to be able to be mobile on Hawaii, all of Hawaii, and be able to hold our MASH clinics and TNR clinics anywhere that we um, deem need they need to be held. So we've got our freedom. And um, so that was the big first step was to achieve that. And we, and we our first vet, just um, Dr. Amanda Bruce, actually just passed her exam a couple of weeks ago. So yeah. congratulations to her. That's great. <laughs> Yep, it's actually one of the hardest ones in the country to pass, and she did it, which is brilliant. And now we've got another four vets that are going to pass theirs. And um, then we'll be sending out medical teams and, and out to the islands to start doing high, high-volume TNR programs, targeted TNR programs. I can see that Hawaii is going to be a busy place over the next few years for cats, which is great. I think it's an area that has been untouched and that it needs some substantial spay-neuter capacity brought in. I absolutely agree. Yes, um, it, it's um, it's interesting because we usually work internationally and there's not a lot of funding, unfortunately, for, for other places around the world. But when we're talking about the United States, there is some funding available for um, regular owned pets for spay-neuter. Um, and there are some funding available for, you know, for feral cat work. Um, and it's becoming more available um, as people are realizing that that is the key <laughs> to do TNR. So we're, one of the, our roles is to um, join the dots for the um, Hawaiian groups with the resources that are available on the mainland United States to be able to help them. And then so that they can then become you know, more sustainable in their work. Um, so they're sustainable in terms of like the funding and also with their um with their strategy of doing targeted um, TNR and then working with the Humane Society to achieve that so that they reduce their impound rate of the feral cats in the first place. So we're trying to connect everybody so that everybody's working together um, because as you know, you can burn out very quickly doing this work. So it's better to portion it all out and work and try to work together um, with one group kind of coordinating it. And that's how we see our role. We're trying, well, you know, we'll be the people coordinating it. And then everybody that's comfortable in the roles that they're doing, that's what they'll do in the areas that they do it. And then that'll be the most logical and most efficient way to use the resources that are available um, uh, for the folks over in Hawaii. Yeah, I would say, you know, many hands make light work. So that's really, it's a great model to have. So Emma, if there are folks that are interested in donating to Animal Balance or would like to reach out to your organization, how would they find you? Okay, so our website is ever so easy. It's www.animalbalance.org. And if you pop on there and go to the donate page, um, the donate page uh, is very easy to use. There's three different ways you can donate online or you can mail us a check and the address is on there. Or if you're interested in volunteering, there's another tab for volunteers and you can just sign up straight online. And then um, if there's our positions are available that match your skill set, um, we would contact you for an interview. We take the volunteering extremely seriously. We um, treat it like it's a, a regular job you would be interviewed and references checked and etc because the work that we do is um you know it's critical it's so important that we do it right everything that we do is like a model for wherever we're working so everything will be replicated the same way so it's important that we have the right people on the ground and emma is there anything else you'd like to share with our listeners today Yes, thank you. This year, we um, just so everyone knows, we're focusing on the Galapagos Islands. We're focusing on Hawaii, and we are still working with the Cuban government to um, to establish a TNR program um, in Old Havana. At this stage of the game, we have signed um, the five-year program. Um, everyone's in agreement as to what that program should look like, and we have um, some funding for it. And now we're going to start navigating our way through the political <laughs> permissions that are necessary to for Americans to be able to volunteer over on Cuba. Wow. You are just bopping all over the place. <laughs> are you ever home? 
Oh, my dogs don't think so. Yeah. <laughs> well, Emma, I want to thank you again for agreeing to be a guest on my show. I just love hearing these updates. And when you've gone through a tour through Hawaii and back to the Galapagos, you know, we'd love to have you back on the show and give us another update. And um, yeah, so we'll have you back on the show very soon. Thank you very much indeed. Really appreciate it. Take care. Thank you for listening to the Community Cats podcast. I would really appreciate it if you would go to iTunes, leave a review of the show. It will help spread the word to help more community cats.